1: ezekiel 37 we saw god asking a question of uh, ezekiel he took him to the valley now i'm going to need people to help me because the projector is not working so when i call the scripture and the translation you'll find it and okay so in ezekiel 37 you know he took ezekiel in the vision and showed him the bones and showed him how serious how bad the situation was and then he asked the question, can these bones leave? Okay, and we know the answer Ezekiel gave. Then in John chapter 6 verse 5 again, we saw Jesus when he looked at the multitudes. He asked again and said, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And we're told that this he said or this he asked to know, to test them. Praise the Lord, because he himself already knew what he would do now from those two passages we want to understand and learn that god always wants to hear from you maybe not audibly concerning anything he's doing god is interested in knowing what you're thinking praise the lord now it may not always appear that he asks you a question like he asked ezekiel it may not always appear that he will ask you like he asked the disciples then but we see from Scripture, God always is interested in knowing what is in your heart. How do I know that? The Bible said our Lord Jesus Christ, in his own hometown, he said he couldn't do much. Why? Because of their unbelief. What it means is that they said this man can't do anything. Who is he? We know him. He's a carpenter. Is he not uh, James's older brother? We know the sister now. We know him. So he can't do anything. And when God saw what was in their heart, he restrained himself from doing. Praise the Lord. So it means that the pictures that are in my heart, the thoughts that are in my heart, are imputes into what the divine power will do in my life. Praise the Lord. And let's go to our text and we'll see. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 6. Our text, verse 4 and 5. I'd like someone to read the King James Version for me, please. Uh, New King James says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down arguments. That's what New King James says. But King James Version says, casting down imaginations. Let me say imaginations. Imaginations are images that you have in your heart, pictures that you have. God is interested in those pictures. That's why in our warfare, we are dealing also with those images. Praise the Lord. It's very important to understand that. Can these bones live? Ezekiel had to picture, can these dry bones live? And he said, well, I don't know, but God, you know. When the disciples were asked, how do we find bread to feed this multitude they said it's impossible because we can't afford the money we can't get the money to feed this multitude not even in this wilderness where do we buy the bread where do we do all of that so their imagination did not see a solution to the problem praise the lord their imagination not it was it hadn't come to reality it was still in the heart inside their heart part of the things we are going to learn tonight is how we wage that war in our hearts praise the lord because it is part of the arsenal if we are talking about spiritual weapons praise the lord it's part of what we are going to do deal with so god speaking in genesis chapter 15 remember the account when he spoke to abraham and said to abraham "I do not fear me exceedingly great reward and abraham said to the lord what is going on You see, I don't have an heir yet, and the one who is, you know, going to inherit everything that I am is the son of Eleazar, who is my chief servant. How are you telling me things are going to be good? And the Bible says, God said to Abraham, come out. In verse 5, come out. From verse 4, God said to Abraham, come out. And he said to him, the word of the Lord came to Abraham saying, This shall not be thy heir. He that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be, shall be thine heir. Okay, so what did God now say to him? He took him outside and said to him, look to the stars. What is he doing? Are children in the stars. And he said to him, look to the stars. He says, if you can count them, if you can number them, what's he dealing with here he's dealing with abraham's imagination he said look to the stars children are not in stars he could have taken him to a nursery school and said, look at these children do you understand that one will be your child that one no he said look to the stars it's not possible that abraham will have but he's saying imagine and he said if you can number them what will happen he said so shall your descendants be and the bible said Abraham believed in the Lord. And verse 6 says what? It was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. On Sunday, part of the scriptures we looked at in Romans 10 said, You shall believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and confess with your mouth. What happens in your heart is fundamental. It's foundational in your work as a spiritual person. Praise the Lord. It matters what happens in your heart. And that's part of the reasons why we're doing this fast. Because in the process of this fast, I believe, God, that the things in our hearts concerning Nigeria are changing. In the name of Jesus. You see, before now, you know, for a few of us, there are some things we thought impossible. There are some things we thought, you know, that could never happen. But our prayer and our desire this fast is that those things that you thought impossible, you come to know that with God nothing shall be what impossible that is part of what it is because god is requiring your heart god is requiring your impute praise the lord so god requires that your heart is part of what he's doing you know in mark 11 that we looked at a few wednesdays ago jesus said to them i say to you have faith in god for whosoever shall say to this mountain be that removed and be cast into the sea and does not what Doubt where? In his heart. You see, the church, we have been taught, the faith preachers have taught us so much about speaking. And speaking is part of the equation. We cannot you know, overemphasize speaking. Praise the Lord. But the speaking that is not from the heart, because it's a spiritual thing, will not carry weight. But when you get it right in the heart, the beautiful thing is that automatically you'll get right the speaking. But you can get the speaking right and not get the heart right. But when you get the heart right, you will surely get the speaking right. That's why after that account, Abraham's name was changed from Abraham to Abraham. Because Abraham meant mighty father, exalted father. But Abraham means father of multitudes. So when he introduced himself, he would imagine his children as many as the stars. Praise the Lord. So, what happens there is important. The moment Abraham got it in his heart, the Bible says it was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. And that was the beginning of Abraham's journey with the Lord. And on Sunday, we asked the question: if you remember, who is a Christian? And we established that the Christian is someone who believes that word Jesus Christ died for him. Jesus, the Son of God, went to the cross and died for him. He died for the sins of the world, or for the sin of the world, and for his own sins in particular. Anybody who believes that will be transformed. The reason people don't grow and progress in their Christian work is that they don't believe that. You see, there's a shift that happens in your mentality when you know a price has been paid. I've been lodged in hotels, I've visited people, and you enter some houses and they say in this house, feel free. And then you go and you open the fridge, and there's Coca Cola and then there is juice and there are, you know, expensive drinks. And you take Coca Cola and the person comes, say, Ah, why are you drinking coca? Take the expensive one, you understand? There is a way they will give you allowance when you go the next time. You even go for something more expensive. Why? Because your mind has been expanded. You have come to believe that this is a place of abundance. They want you to feel free, right? Now, that is what happens when you know what God has committed for you. When you know the investment God has made in you, praise the Lord. The Bible says, God demonstrated his love towards us. That while we are yet sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. If you believe that, is it valentine that you're going to be crying that you don't have anybody to buy a card for you? Card of paper, 3,000 naira. When Christ has demonstrated his love for you, is somebody getting in there? So the Christian journey that is not founded on that revelation that I am one who God found so precious that he sent his son Jesus to die for me. And the son we learned, you know, didn't just die for me. He was raised to life for me again. Praise the Lord. So he's not just a death, you know, that we can remember and go to the grave. No, he's alive forevermore. Praise the Lord. The death was to open up the inheritance so we can inherit. Because without death, the inheritance cannot be released. Then he's alive now as the advocate to oversee the implementing of everything he died for. So he didn't just die and one uncle is there manipulating the things that were written. No, he's alive. And the Bible says he ever lived to do what to make intercession. So he's guarding and directing, seeing that everything he died for will be our experience. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. That is what we have as Christians. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, you send prayers to heaven and the high priest is there saying, I'm the one, I'm the one. Yes, I I agree. I'm the one who paid for it. I'm the one. And if there is anything out of place, he fits it in into the way that is acceptable to the judge, who is his father. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's what we have as Christians, okay? So you have that, you believe that. What it does is that it gives you a confidence. It gives you a boldness. That's why the Bible says the righteous will be what? As bold as a lion. When you go to the Lord in prayer, there's humility, but then there's a confidence. Because you know there's some grounds that you're coming. Somebody invited me. So the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace we obtain mercy and then we find what grace to help in the time of need so everything is tied in your believing if you don't believe if you don't understand it you will never go boldly to the throne of grace you've been there before you've been invited you went to that house before you were sitting in the anteroom. they say come in come in and the master of the house took you to the bedroom and then the next day you come and the Megad is saying wait at the gate what do you tell him come on get out from here do you know who i was no longer do you know who i am do you know who i was in this house i've entered the master's bedroom i even ate with him there and his blood so there's an assurance that you move with that's what you know the christian has and that assurance is also what helps you to live a particular kind of life you see when we get this thing right the scripture is one both holiness and boldness are for you praise the lord so you will not meddle with iniquity not for anybody's sake but for that precious relationship that you have you can't stand hurting this one who has gone so far for you that's why joseph could say i cannot do this against god there was no pastor there there was no freedom fellowship there was no, you know, uh, uh, quince, there was nobody there. It was just between him and God. But something in Joseph had believed in the love that God had for him. And he said, I cannot treat this love like this. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay. So our believing is so important. And this believing is an imagination. It's a thinking. Just what do you think? You know, what do you think about God? When you think about God, what are your thoughts towards him? That's why we sing the songs we sing. That's why we do praise and worship. And that's why it's important the songs we sing when we praise God and when we worship, you know, God. What is he saying about God? Are you being, you know, taken into the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God, the wisdom of God, the grandeur of God, the beauty of God? When he takes you in there automatically, you're in a state of faith because you are beginning to see him as he is praise the lord when you're at that point any other thing that happens you know it's almost like a walkover. you're just you know entering into it one step after the other one step after the other but when you come into church or you come into fellowship And during the time of that praise and worship, you're still busy either dealing with the problems you had before you came or the problems you believe that are waiting for you. Even when the word is coming, that time you'll be fetching it like water. It won't be dropping like showers. Praise the Lord. Because you have not created the right atmosphere. Your thinking is still be clouded. Your problems are still bigger. You're covering your eyes uh, with a coin so you can't see the sun. You know how small a coin is. If you put it close enough to your eye, you won't see the sun. You know that? So the coin becomes bigger than the sun. Why? Because you have brought your problems too close. But if you take it out a bit and see the greatness of God, then all of a sudden, if you keep the coin here, the glory of the sun will make you not see the coin again. That's what we do. That's what thinking does, imagination does. You exalt God, you magnify the Lord, you enlarge Him. not in any other place, still in your heart. Praise the Lord. God will help us. You know, the scripture says in Amos 3 verse 3, we know what it says. It says, can two walk together unless they be agreed. God is not expecting you to come and walk in heaven with him. He's saying the one anybody can do, your imagination your imagination when he made us he gave us the capacity to imagine so everything god is going to do the least he's demanding of you and i is that you think along with him you know in numbers 13 and 14 we we won't go there because of time numbers 13 and 14 we've looked at this several times here when god was going to take the children of israel into the promised land He said to Moses, select leaders of the tribe, send them as spies, let them go and view the land. They were not going to view the land to determine whether God will give them the land. From the moment God brought them out of Egypt, he said, I'm bringing you out to what? To bring you in. So God had already determined to bring them in. In fact, he told Abraham long before those people were born, that your descendants are going to be slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. After which I will bring them into a land that I promised. So that land had been given to them. But in number 13, God said, okay, go and feast your imagination. Go and see something. Then come back and begin to announce to the nation of Israel, wow, if you see the land God is taking us to. And when they sent the 12 you know, uh, spies, unfortunately, when they came back, what did they tell them? They told the people that that place, Nafaya, Nahelele, they go kill us there are you with me so immediately they disagreed with god they couldn't walk with him again they couldn't make progress it was based on that that god said to them okay there are two of you here that said it's a good land god is able to bring us into it for those two they will enter for the rest of you 10 who said you cannot and then the rest of the elders of the older ones 20 years and above that cried and said no this thing is going to kill us he said i agree with all of you so those who agreed that god will bring them in what happened entered those who said god will kill them what happened they died they had not done anything it was in a brief moment of one or two days where was all that in their imagination one group couldn't wait uh, joshua said we are well we say let us go up at once Caleb said let us go up at once and they did though 40 years later other said god no he's wicked he has brought us here to kill us god said well anyone you say i agree all in their imaginations we're saying that to see how important all this is to god and from our, our main text we've said it casting down imaginations and every high thing that exhausts so in our time in our nation today we have to be careful We have to watch. We're going to say as we go on, how do we help our imaginations? Praise the Lord. One of the things that is fundamental is that a big God must be living in your heart. A mighty God must be your God. Praise the Lord. You must give him that reverence. He's a big God. He's an awesome God. You know, all the things that we may say about peter's mistakes peter the disciple of jesus one of the things you couldn't take from peter is that peter had a big god mentality In fact, he had the biggest god mentality from a moment the disciples thought they were perishing in the water you know the storm was almost you know uh, capsizing the ship and then the next moment they saw jesus coming and thought he was a ghost And then the next moment, Peter said, if it is you, bid me come to you on the water. That's why Jesus loved him. Do you understand? You can say whatever, you know, his issues and all of that, you know, master, you will not die and all of that. It was just his level of understanding. But he had a big God mentality. So in that situation, he just didn't believe Jesus was walking on water. He believed Jesus could make him walk on water. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's why when they put Peter... The Bible says Herod took James. And, you know, was he beheaded? I don't know exactly how. And, and killed him. Okay? And the Bible said the Jews were happy. He went and took Peter. Planning, waiting, you know, for the Sabbath to be over so that he'll bring out Peter and kill again. Mm-hmm. The Bible said Peter... If you read that story, there were 16 soldiers, 4 squads, keeping Peter. Peter was put in between two soldiers, okay, with chains holding him, aside from the ones guarding outside. And Peter slept. What did I say? Peter, fast asleep. Hallelujah. (laughs) What was he thinking? It's Peter that said, we have come to believe and to know. Something said to Peter, is it your God? He will bring you out of this one. Imagination nothing in the situation looked like it would happen but he just had that imagination that's why also for those of us who don't pray in the holy ghost please i want to encourage you you know whether privately or anytime we have the opportunity or even now today you can come so you see there was something inside of peter that said things are all right things are all right and you see you notice that about some people that you know nothing moves them because the truth is this god is praise the lord God what? Is. God is. God is. So, men are doing this. Men are doing this. Men are doing this. But God what? Is. This has happened. This has happened. They said this. They said that. But what? God is. Peter went to sleep. And surely, his God didn't disappoint. (laughs) I was trying to tell us that story on on Sunday. I was telling right That I didn't even know what I was saying. The Holy Spirit was just making. And I went back and read it. The Bible said, the angel tapped Peter. And Peter rose. He said the chains fell off his hands. He didn't say the chains were loosened. It meant they put Peter in a state where the was called Ikukwamonya. Do you know what Ikukwamonya is? It means that trap does not hold wind. The chains didn't break. It fell off. It meant that his hands became a substance that chains couldn't hold. Because Peter thought, my God is big. Somebody said, I serve a big God. I have a very big God who is always by my side. I have a big God. That's it. Abraham at 75 years, maybe 78, when God spoke to him, that Believe that he's going to have children. What is it you believe God for? What is it that is shifting your head? Just put it side by side with this big God. He believed God. And they said the chains fell, you know. And he started, how did I know that? Because all the while, they didn't tell us about anything opening. It was when they got to the gate of the city that they showed us something physical. That was when the gate opened. That was when Peter now had to move as a physical human being. And the Bible says the gate of the city opened on its own accord. That was the only time the gate needed. All the other ones were shut and Peter was passing. Say, my God is big. You know, one of the challenges we have is that as you're listening to me now, there are things you're trusting God for and you feel that a b c two three four you know these things have to be you know conditions precedent to god answering me they didn't open the door for peter to come out but he came out praise the lord so a doesn't need to happen b doesn't need to happen c doesn't need to happen if where you're going is d god can bring you to d without touching abc you know why he's god he's god he's that big praise the lord okay so god in this time is charging you and i challenging us and when we come to mark 9 that's you know where we take our first prayer from mark 9 we see the account of our lord and savior jesus the father of the boy who had a mystery brought him and the man said he made the mistake well not mistake it was a confession he said to the master the master asked him what is it what's going on he said i brought you my son Mark 9. I brought to you my son who has a mis-spirit. I'll read from um, 17. Who has a mis-spirit. And wherever he seizes him, he throws him down. He foams out of the mouth, gnashes the state, becomes rigid. He says, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And Jesus immediately answered, you know, and said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me, verse 19. 20. He says, then they brought the boy to him. And when The boy saw Jesus. Immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground. And wallowed foaming at the mouth. Now I don't know. Whether the spirit did this thing to this boy. Before the disciples. What I suspect he did. Okay. 21 says so Jesus asked his father. How long has this been happening to him? And the father answered from childhood. 22 look at 22. And often. He has thrown him both into the fire. And into the water to destroy him. What is happening here? This man had seen Wahala. So when he saw solution, he was not sure this solution can handle this Wahala. So how long has this been happening? The question is what? How long? 10 years? 15 years? 25 years? Simple. But when he finished answering that, he needed to the picture the stronghold that was in his mind he needed to transfigure it so he says and often he has thrown him into the fire and into the water he does this and he does that where is that coming from it's coming from his heart it was not a necessary conversation at that time that was the challenge this man had and because the disciples were ill-prepared when also, they heard it. They themselves say, Okay, now Fast Free, come out, three, come out. Because what they told them about this spirit is <laughs> to be forewarned. So after the man told it, that's what they were doing. They said, Fast, come out. And then they run away. Imagine you're commanding a spirit to come out. Gee, you're going out. So when the spirit saw they were going out, the spirit ignored them. So when Jesus asked that question, the man. Was great. He was, you know, he was describing. This is the picture I have in my mind. Often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. And this is what the portion he gave Jesus. But if you can do anything, make an attempt. That's why Lord Jesus caught him and said, That's not where we are. I, I don't deal on that level. I don't attempt. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says he sent his word and his word did what? He heal them and deliver them from their afflictions. He said, the word that proceeds out of my mouth shall not what? Return to me void, but it shall accomplish. God does not joke. So when the man said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can what? Believe all things are possible to him who believes. Where is believing? It's imagination. It's picture. This is not the picture Of motivational speakers. This is a picture that has foundations. Praise the Lord. There is a God at the back of it. There is a God you're believing. That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. If you say, based on your faith in God, and do not doubt based on your faith in God, you shall have what you say based on your faith in God. Not your faith in me. Not even faith in what you're saying. Okay? So, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, All things are possible. Thank God the man showed us this because it's a way for you and I. The Bible said immediately, the father of the child cried out and said what? Said with tears, Lord, I believe, do what? Help me out. What he's saying there is this. I want my child healed, but it's just that this problem, I don't know how it can be solved. And the truth is that that's where we as a nation, when you think of the enormity of our problem and the enemies against us, you can begin to imagine. But there is a God there. Praise the Lord. There is a God who created Nigeria. There is a God that releases the oxygen. Some of the prayers I pray is that these men that are troubling us, Lord, please deny them oxygen. Let gravity not work for them again. You know, you are God. Praise the Lord. So the man said, Lord, I believe. Do what? Help my believe." Why? He had seen too much. He had seen too much. He had heard too much. You know? And he said to the Lord, Lord, please don't judge by me. Use your own for me. Tonight, we are going to ask the Lord, help our unbelief. Any doubt, any picture that is so strong in our heart. Tonight, we are saying, Lord, please help us. We want to believe you. You are God. You are Savior. You are Redeemer. You are the mighty God. You are the one with whom all things are possible. I want you to talk to the Lord anyhow you can. Lord, I believe you for Nigeria. I believe you. It does not matter. It doesn't matter how long we have been in cycles, cycle one after the other. We hope they disappoint us. We hope they disappoint us. But today we are saying, in this season, we are seeing a new Nigeria. We are seeing a new Nigeria. We are downloading it from the Lord. We are saying our God is well able. We join Joshua and Caleb and we say our God is well able. It does not matter those that are against us. We are saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are almighty. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient. You are omnipresent. You are bigger than our enemies. You are stronger than our adversaries. You're wiser than those that are plotting against us. We believe in you for a new Nigeria. You will confound them. You will destroy the enemies of this land. You will break their teeth. You will drive their diviners mad. You will put them in confusion. You will give us the righteous leader that you have chosen. You will establish this nation. You will give us a new nation. In the name of Jesus. Lord will believe you. Lord will believe you. Lord we believe you. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, just a bit of Bible study to help us. Now, how does this hard thing play out? Okay, I want to show something. In Matthew 15, from verse 10, Jesus made a statement to the disciples, which I trust the Lord to help us quickly to grasp. He said, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand not what goes into the mouth defiles a man but what comes out of the mouth this defiles a the man then his disciples came i'm reading matthew 15 12 now then his disciples came and said to him do you know that the pharisees were offended when they heard the saying but he answered and said every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted let them alone there are blind leaders of the blind and if the blind leads the blind both will fall into a ditch 15. then peter answered and said to him explain this parable to us so jesus said are you also still without understanding do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man okay for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts murders adulteries fornications theft, false witnesses blasphemies these are the things which defile a man but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man may the lord bless the reading of his word in jesus name a conversation is going on here which is very important and i trust the holy spirit to help us understand the pharisees and the religious leaders of the day were very concerned about defilement And a lot of that was based on what you don't touch and what you don't eat, okay? So there are some things that you eat, there are some things that you do, even eating with unwashed hands would defile you, which means make you um, um, unacceptable for worship and all of that. But Jesus came and said to the disciples and to the multitude first of all, he says it's not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles him, but what comes out of his mouth, okay? Peter, knowing that that was a deep statement, Began to ask. The people did understand, obviously. If they did, they would have asked further question Peter asked, explain this parable to us. And Jesus said, What goes into the heart of a man goes into the heart, and where does it go into? Into the stomach, and then is what? Eliminated. So, based on what we are learning, okay, what goes into your mouth, can it affect your belief? Except for Kai Kai for a moment, you know. There's a quantity of, a percentage of fire, water you take, you know, (laughs) you will lose balance a bit. You understand? (laughs) But after some time, it's going to pass out, right? And expire. So Jesus said, it's not what goes into the mouth. Because what goes into the mouth, he said, don't worry about that. He said, what you should worry about is what? What comes out of your mouth. Now, your imagination that we started talking about, do you know it comes out of your mouth? That's why you can still hear some people, Christians now Tell you it's impossible You know why? In their heart There is unbelief In fact I really don't need to know your heart If I listen to you Your mouth will tell me what is in your heart Leave the third party Even when you listen to yourself Your mouth will tell you what What is in your heart And they've said to us that God deals with what is in your... It's important you're concerned. In fact, sometimes you listen to your prayer, you even know that your prayer is coming from a heart of unbelief. Just like that man, the father of that epileptic boy. It was prayer. If you can help, have compassion. You see his prayer, there's some doubt in it. Now, the heart we have established is essential to what god deals with us on now how then do i make sure that what is coming out of my mouth which is proceeding from my heart is acceptable the psalmist said may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be what He understood what it was about so the bible says to you and i what it says keep your heart with all what. Guard your heart with all diligence. I need somebody to read that. It's Proverbs 4.23, the NLT. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. In this season and for the rest of a Christian journey, you must learn to keep your heart. NLT version. Keep your heart with all diligence. NLT says, guard your heart above how many things? Above all else. It means, you know, someone once illustrated to me how important money was he said if there is no money in your breast pocket if i come like this you'll leave me but anywhere you have your wallet if someone plays with you read that side you go block up. <laughs> do you understand but this scripture is saying now what you should guard is what your heart above all else why it says for it determines the course of your life what happens in your heart determines the course of your life not where you live not the school you attended not the cho- not your parents. what happens in your heart determines the course of your life so it means if i get it right in my heart i get it right everywhere if i miss it in my heart i miss it everywhere guard your heart so what is it to guard in my heart we're told out of it flows the issues of life how do i guard my heart how do things enter my heart? If I eat something, enters my stomach. What enters my heart? What you see, thank you. What you hear, thank you. Do you know that what you see and what you hear is more important than what you eat? That's what Jesus is saying now. It's more important than what you have in your hand. Praise the Lord. Okay. And how many of us are crazy enough to watch uh, horror movies? You used to? Hmm? You're in your room. Everything is okay. Everything is very okay. And then you take an electronic, Listen, turn it on. And then it shows something. It shows something. Then the next thing. <laughs> what has happened? You see? What has happened is that your eye has fed something into your heart. And fear has come in. Fear has come in. The same way with the other one, I hope nobody does it here now. Pornographic things. You're there, you're okay. That's why I tell... Or married people. Don't watch some movies. It will not help you. Code will all of a sudden start catching you. They put those movies and then they play the music and the people are going like this. You were okay before. Then once you see that, what has happened? You see, from your eye, something has entered your heart and a feeling you did not have. All of a sudden comes upon you Why? Because you did not Guard your heart Now your course of life is being directed Is somebody getting in there? Listen, the most dangerous thing That has happened in our generation Is this thing Some of you will be 10 times richer Than you are, but for what they show you on that screen When they show you Your eye picks it, it enters your heart All of a sudden, you need it You need it How? You didn't need it before But you saw it, it entered your heart. It has channeled the course of your life. Guard your heart. Jesus said, don't worry about the food you put in your mouth. Even infirmity, even sickness. (laughs) The Lord help us. Do you know that once they call a sickness and say it kills people's imaginations. Why is it that when something itches you, you don't just think it's ordinary itch. You're thinking of cancer. Do you understand? Because, you see, it's the heart. Now, the devil knows. So, he makes his access into that place. He directs it into that place. But the best news is that he's not the only one that has access there. There is the word of God. The psalmist said, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? He says what? By taking heed according to your word. Another place, he says, your word have I what? Heed in my heart that I might not what? Sin against you. That's why part of the reasons marriages don't survive abroad is that when you watch television, anywhere you go, it's like, you see, broken marriage is like uh, uh, Okada driving nonsense in Nigeria. You come back and say, honey, honey, the Okada just drove nonsense today. Your honey will look at you. Did you visit Nigeria newly? Okada riders, that's what they do. You understand? So the environment fits you with things. It enters into your heart, corrupts your heart, it becomes your standard. But the wise, you know what the wise do? They erect wire fence in their hearts. Let me tell you something. Now, I don't even listen to adverts of some parties. I told my wife the other day, thank God for remote control. If I'm listening to news, once they start saying, I'm mute. When they finish, I start listening. I don't even want to hear their names. I don't want to give them a chance I don't want to imagine Because you see, it's a fight we're in The other day, they were interviewing one of the uh, spokespersons And he said, go around the streets of Abuja and ask Our candidate is so popular The guy interviewing was, la- was laughing Because you, you watch the interview The guy interviewing was laughing Because it's so untrue But you know, it enters your eyes you say, ah, Is he popular? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you understand? Is it popular? And then, now when you enter to pray, your faith has been, you know, shaking. So I, I don't even want to hear. I, you shouldn't... Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you don't want to hear. You, what are you hearing for? Are you going to write an exam on it? I know the side I belong. I hear that side. When they're talking my side, I listen. I say, speak it. Talk it well. Talk it well. Talk it well. I agree. But anyone that is contrary... I, it's entering your heart It's entering your heart That's where the fight is That's where the fight is You see, if, if Christians will understand The importance of their heart I've told us here, you know, many years before now I, If I'm listening to a preacher One second, two seconds, three seconds Call it, you know It's a warfare There are some things he will say Say ninety truths Bring 1, 2, 3% poison i quench it you know why you see one of the translations um is there an lt we read can we do that that same uh, er review or something there's there's one that says it forms our thinking you see what you don't hear you won't think about are listening to me what you didn't hear you cannot you won't even it would not be part of what you think about to talk of removing it so why should i why should i waste my thinking machinery on something that is false why why, why are you listening to something he said i want to know how they said it then when you finish knowing how they said it it enters your software and then it starts mixing up then when you now hear truth he said but they said it uh, you know who knows how that's how the original problem started the bible was written you see the whole life they've given us there is exponent what happened with the serpent he said has god in this said? if he says serpent i'm not talking with you if you want to know what god said god is there go and ask god uh, me i know what god has said you want to know what god said Nah. come and see god go and ask god what has god in this said? and then the woman started talking Finally, she said, I think you have a point there. Don't find points. Right. Jesus said, take heed how you hear. I don't have itchy ears. I don't have itchy eyes. I don't see. Right. For me to click a video on my phone, ah, there has to be one million witnesses that say this video, you should watch it. I don't. Because once I see it, it has entered my heart. The battle to remove it. It doesn't go out the next day. It doesn't go, no matter whatever it is. So it says guard your heart. That way, the same thing for healing, the same thing for health, the same thing for well-being, the same thing for security, every area of your heart. If it's not in your heart, spiritually it doesn't factor. But if it's in your heart, the devil knows it's in your heart. So he'll put support. Do you understand? Like those things they used to do to Scooby-Doo. They'll put one sign in Scooby-Doo cartoon they put one sign then you walk walk put another sign you fall. the devil already knows you've seen this one so he sets up the other one then he sets up the other one i told us there many years ago as a young christian i had this i had this um saw i don't know how it happened i think an insect bit me yes an insect bit me and the thing was not going the hole was getting bigger and wider bigger and wider and they were treating it Treating it. The nurse that was treating it asked me, I thank God I was born again, then newly born again. said, Are you a Christian? I said, Yes. He said, That's how she said it. He said, Priyo. You know when somebody tells, tells you something? Because the, 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 um, see, that thing they use for cutting wood. The, she'll put it in. The whole thing almost will go in. And then I'll be driving. The devil is not joking. I'll be driving. From when she said, prayer, I'll be driving. I'll see someone with amputated leg. Then they say, take note, take note, take note. <laughs> uh, this happened. Take note. Do you understand? That was when I said, this is not a joke. I said, I'm not taking notes. This leg is going to, do you understand? I fought it. That is what he does to you. He will tell you, begin to suggest to you. The next thing you hear, ah, this uncle, ah, this brother, that man over there. This thing kills seven. He kills 70. He kills 77. Ah, he kills all the men. You start thinking, ah, see, how am I working? The heart casting down imaginations. is an imagination. It's a picture. Refuse it. Take the picture of health, of life, of joy, of peace, of prosperity. Where do you find it from? From the word of God. He say, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. Think his thoughts. Let's rise on our faith. Think his thoughts. Don't, don't get into conversation with the devil. Don't get into conversation with the devil. How, how, how is it going to be? It will turn out all right. I know whom I believed. Have you believed in him? Are you fully persuaded? He says it's going to be all right. He says, say it to the righteous. What? It shall be well with you. It may not be well, but it's getting better. Anyhow you shake it, it will get better. I'll come out of death. My head will be lifted. I will have a testimony. The righteous will be established. The righteous shall inherit the land the wicked shall receive the recompense of their reward there is a god in heaven whose eyes are running to and fro for those whose hearts are lawyer is your heart lawyer he show himself strong on your behalf i'm expectant i live in a state of expectancy. i may not make noise about it but I'm, i'm in a state of expectancy why because i believe when i search my heart what i find is what god said what God is doing, what God promised. I know that God is faithful. It doesn't matter. A hundred wicked may, may prosper on my side. I don't notice. I don't notice the prosperity of the wicked, that's my truth. I don't. Once there's wickedness, it can never impress me what impresses me is righteousness because i know that god is on the side of the righteous i know that god is coming scripture says behold he cometh. he's coming and when he comes he will put things in the right place he will reward the faithful he will strengthen the weak he will heal the sick he is a good god that is your father can you lift up your him, lord i see you i see your goodness i see your faithfulness i see your loving kindness i see your power i see your kindness you are dependable reliable wonderful god i see you in my nation i see my family i see you in my children i see you in my affairs i see you lord giving me a new song i see you turning my circumstance around I see you giving me strength. I see you raising my head, oh Lord. I see you making me to preach with my experience. Some of us are going through situations. God is preparing you for a sermon Because what he's going to do with you will not be a testimony. It will be a sermon. You will gather people and say, sit down. Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Lord, we thank you.
0: For we believe you. You're listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokike of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex-Kwarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www. That thefather'schurchonline.org. God bless you.